And I'm David Oro, and you're listening to The Embargoed, the greatest PR podcast of all time. Damn straight. There's always something to talk about and a point to make. And we're going to do it when we want, which is usually every other week. Whether it's tech, business, sports, music, or your mama, we're going to cover it. All of it comes from the point of view of public relations, reputation, and communications. We are all about punching stodgy PR in the face. That's right. So sit back, strap in, and let's get it on. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm David Oro. And I'm Paul Wilkie. Welcome to the show today. Yeah, welcome to The Embargo. It's our second one together, Paul. Thanks for uh, being here. I think the first one was great. I love the video that you did. Uh, uh, I want to be a YouTube star now. We need 100 subscribers before we can change the URL to something really good. You need subscribers to get a custom URL. So you do, you do. Yeah. But uh, it was it was fun. I'm glad I'm back. I didn't you, you didn't scare me off, which is always good. I didn't hear from any friends or family, but you're about to set it up because we did hear from somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, so David, tell me, did you get any good email this week? I got an email from our last show. We have fan mail. We're starting something new called Mail Time. Send those emails, cards and letters. We love them. We got a special one this week. So, so first of all, I went away. We, I did like a couple weeks vacation. I wasn't really paying attention. That's why we've been gone for a little bit. And then I actually disconnected. I went in the back country of Yosemite, was fishing, hiking, camping, doing all that thing. And I come back and you know, your inbox from vacation is full of emails. And most of it's just stuff you subscribe to or spam, whatever. But there was one gem. And all of that, beyond the client emails and the regular work stuff. I got an email from um, a guy named Jason Winters. He was kind enough to reach out to us, and I want to remain kind and respectful to this whole thing. He is the co-founder of Kathy Ireland Worldwide, which is the person that we talked about last week at the show um, in terms of how PR people should approach the uh, those sort of paid engagements with clients. Totally surprised by it. So he, he's been working with Allen for over 33 years. He wrote me this letter. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it. He said to me, as a public relations executive, everyone at Kathy Ireland Worldwide appreciated your reference to a desire of not denigrating Miss Ireland. Like, I don't know if that was the objective. It was the process of it. <laughs> we did not want to. I, I idolized her for years. <laughs> I was not going to denigrate her for that. I still got to idolize her. You know, she's doing great. He goes on the right. Unfortunately, my concern is that greater due diligence on our company, as well as the client who produces worldwide business and modern living, would have offered your listeners a more balanced perspective. A comment was made that Kathy Ireland had not been heard of since Sports Illustrated. Unfortunate for our company, Kathy Ireland Worldwide, and the credibility, credibility of your program. I believe I said that. <laughs> that she's, I've heard from since Sports <laughs> Illustrated. But um, the, the yeah. sentence here says, you know, it's unfortunate for the credibility of your program, the embargoed. Uh, Mr. Winters, I don't think we have any credibility. <laughs> we punch stodgy PR in the face here. We we have fun along the way. No, like I really appreciated this letter. Mr. Winters wrote this in a very 
way of defending his brand and his and his partner Kathy Ireland. He said that um, he goes on to say he gave me a link of articles that she's awesome and that she was in Forbes. And apparently, she's up to a billion dollar business with all her stuff, which is awesome. This is great. No, not talking Kathy Ireland in any way, but this what the, the premise of it all was not to tarnish anybody's reputation, but was to talk about how we as PR professionals work with clients coming out with us, having an expectation that they're going to get some earned media when it's actually really paid media. And hopefully you guys can see through that. But he continues to say, Miss Ireland is always direct about the value of sponsored television, branded content, or as you, you, you choose to call it, an infomercial. Yeah, that's, says, that's, where I, that's where I got smacked. I called it an infomercial. You, you called it an infomercial. Dude, choose your words wisely, Paul. Especially <laughs> Ireland. He said, and he's respectful. He says, might we discuss these benefits with you? We don't expect that you will retract your commentary or offer Miss Ireland the opportunity to present any form of rebuttal. However, we would appreciate you understanding our point of view and the value of any brand's association with the leader who owns one of the few women-led licensing conglomerates. He left me his name and a number. Well, you know, Jason's opened a door for us. Jason's opened the door, right? And it would be a dream of mine. <laughs> be able to interview Kathy Ireland for free no sponsored content or anything so Miss Ireland if you are ready for this come on the embargoed we'd love to have you on the show absolutely respectful we're we have a lot of fun on the show uh, we make a lot of fun a lot of things we punch stodgy PR in the face but you know our guests we're always respectful to our guests it's your platform come on out bring this bring mr winters along with you as well jason we we appreciate your letter we'd love to have you both on talk about you know one of the weird we we come from this from a perspective of pr not advertising not advertorial so so earned media is our bread and butter or or barely even marketing communications right so like you know there's a lot of stuff in there that's not in our wheelhouse either and a lot, a lot of our viewers and listeners come from come from this from PR. So we'd love to hear your side, your take on you know what kind of brands should should go on Kathy Ireland worldwide. What what kind of brands should benefit? What what brands do benefit from these sorts of things? And how how can PR be integrated into that? We'd love to see that. We'd love to talk about that. Doors open. Welcome. You know how to reach me. And you know what, Mr. Winters, as soon as this episode is published. I will share the link with you with my reply email. Happy to have you on. Let's go to our next topic, which is which is very timely. We are uh, as we're recording this. It is June thirtieth, and uh, July fourth weekend is coming up. It's freedom in America, right? Freedom, freedom in America for most or half. Perhaps. So this is a challenge we face in the PR industry. I don't know six, seven times a year because of holidays. It's a short week. So David, I'm going to ask you on short weeks. I, I, you know, I tend to I tend to let up on the gas a little bit. I try not to bother most journalists to pitch them because short week, they're dealing with a lot of stuff. What do you do? I plan. I do a lot of things. I, I, I catch up on some readings. Um, it's really not a pitching week. Maybe I'll wait until the end of the week to pitch. I think people, what I find is a lot of people are out of the office. It's a week like this, there's going to be nobody around. It's not uh, a week to actually do news either. Really. Do you try to take advantage of a slow news week and try to put some news out there? When does that work? It, it has to be a holiday-related focus, right? So there's people out there pitching Fourth of July stories. <laughs> it might work at that time, but if you're just, you know, if you're some tech company doing some release of some software, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> and then also, if if you are doing 
Fourth of July themed content, you got to be doing that in March or April. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. I've done a lot of work with travel industry, so right now, very timely. You're seeing a lot of stories on the news: gas prices, flight delays, anything related to people hitting the road tomorrow. Uh, those are stories you should have started talking to reporters back a couple months ago. If you're doing it now, it's too late. And then with the short week with reporters, you know, not fully checked in. We don't PR people and journalists alike are, are, are trying to catch up, you know, you know, see the family, get together over, over the holidays. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta plan accordingly. There might be some stuff you might be able to slip in under the, the uh, under the wire to reporters who are, are sort of staffing things, but it's a tough week. You know, for, for, for a PR professional, you know what a good thing is to do? It's probably slow for a lot of news agencies, too, or news reporters. It's a good time from a media relations perspective just to check in, right? If there's a journalist that you've been working with for over the years, be like, hey, what's going on? What are you working on? Uh, how's it going? How can I help you? Um, and not necessarily come with a pitch, right? But that's if you are the PR pro doing that or if you're doing it in-house as well. That's what a good time to reach out to people because it's a little bit slow time. And sometimes if you've been working with them for a while, you chew the fat a little bit, chew the shit, whatever you want to call it, and um, kind of develop that relationship a little bit better too. And that's exactly it. It's it's a great time to solidify up your your, your contacts, reach out to reporters without a without an agenda. Just say, look, what are you working on? How's it going? What are you doing over the holiday? Um, you know, they're going to be more receptive to you. You know, for, few weeks down the road when you actually do have something to pitch. That's what I do. I don't know what else you're going to be doing. <laughs> do you have any clients that are demanding like media coverage at that time frame? Not demanding. We've got, we've got a few clients who are like, you know, and it, it's great. We're starting, you know, I don't know if this is a trend that, that, that other PR people were seeing, but, you know, we have clients that are getting more sort of in the rhythm of the strategy or like, so if we put a press release out next week, what does that mean? And I can, I can say, you know what, short week, lousy time to put a press release out. And this is why, and they're more open to sort of understanding our craft. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they'll still say, well, let's put it out next week. And then, you know, that's where the council comes in. It's all about the council. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to a slow week next week, although I'm not having a slow week. This isn't straight PR uh, related, but I've seen a lot of articles last couple of weeks about job cuts. Um, there was an article in TechCrunch yesterday about cybersecurity companies slashing staffs right now, even though cybersecurity is is a real busy industry right now. Um, are you seeing that? Dude, I, I think we're in full-on recession right now, honestly. Um, I, I've, there's a lot of articles on that, but not, I've, only, I've seen it too. So I've had clients that were going gangbusters. They're like, you know what? We're just going to pause hiring for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily that our business is bad at this time, but you know what? We're going to take the, like, the fear has caused conservatism over investment. So people are being conservative because they don't have the visibility of what's ahead. And that has led uh, in a slowdown of hiring um, and a focus on just what they have. And then I've had others uh, that said, you know what, we're going to, I've had one client, fortunately just one, said, you know what, uh, we're startup, uh, don't know what the future holds, so we're just going to pause on 
PR efforts right now. Let's revisit in a couple of months. Their reason is more that their product ain't going to be ready for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that this is happening now, this this sort of economic environment is happening now, is a reason why to um, start pulling purse strings here a little bit tighter. And the thing that I always advise folks, and I know you do too, is is you know you can scale back, but don't scale back all the way. You know there are there are things you can do on the marketing and PR side and the media relations side uh, to keep your name out there. Because if you take your name out of you take your name out of the conversation, you know you, you're actually doing your brand and your and, and and your product and your company damage. Well, and here's the thing: of all your marketing spends. PR is probably your cheapest, right? Yeah. One of the cheapest things that you can do, the least expensive things that you can do um, with, with, with a good bang for the buck. Uh, I'm knocking on wood. I got to knock on wood because, you know, I'm fearful as well. So I'm not going to hit my head, do all that kind of thing. We went through, I've gone through a couple of these and I've always, it's always been smooth. Meaning like there was hiccups along the way, but there, there was always an investment in PR. And I've never had the, the issue of um, or the issue of um, having to deal with too much of a hit because people understand that this is a place that they can invest during, during these times. Yeah. So, you know, the Great Recession, I just rode right through that. But we were riding tech through that, meaning technology. Yeah. was the one thing that was happening during the great recession and wasn't necessarily other jobs. This one, this one feels a little bit different because it tech is getting hit, right? Like it's just yeah. all of the stock market is getting hit, but for the first time in over a decade, all technology stocks are down. Everything's taking a hit and uh, that's going to pause some CEOs and other bosses. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just look at what's happening in crypto. <laughs> that place is decimated oh. right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's such a it's such an interesting time, and I, I don't necessarily mean in a positive way. In the last last week or so, you've seen you know Joanna Stern at Wall Street Journal did this great piece on the iPhone uh, hitting 15 years old. And what's interesting about that story is, at least on a consumer electronics stage, you're not seeing anything groundbreaking coming through that that it's like it's a must-have i mean you saw you know they they replayed that great steve jobs you know teaser of you know we're, we're rolling out these devices today that's a phone that's a camera that's an ipod it's all one thing and when was the last time you saw a rollout that exciting i don't know what it's going to be but it's always something right yeah. so you know in the late 90s it was the dot-com boom and bust and we didn't know what was happening you know people putted around for a little bit people thought it was going to be some sort of wireless technology but it ended up being social networks right uh facebook came out in 2005 and then the iphone came out a few years later and that kind of caused the boom and then in the early t- 2010s there was this sort of cloud computing boom which helped aws ride the next decade and a bunch of investment over time in the enterprise software space was there and there was a bunch of you know, well, I think it's cloud and social networks that we thought people thought it was. And I think people still think it might be, although I'm super skeptical that crypto was going to be it. Maybe it's this is the downturn, but that that place is just it just looks like a shark tank of greedy money launderers. 
right? So, but right now, I, I, I don't know what it will be either on the consumer side or the enterprise side, um, but what's going to be driving some sort of innovation that will happen to us? I, I don't have that crystal ball yet, but I trust that, you know, what's cool about these times is something comes out of it, um, yeah. creating an opportunity for folks like us and for many others in the industry as well. Well, I mean, I think all you have to do is look at the pandemic and, you know, we're recording this on Zoom and Zoom just, you know, that that is probably one of the one companies that thrived because of the pandemic in the tech space, you know, in the consumer tech space or business tech space. You know, people weren't using Zoom before the pandemic in the way we're using it now. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff, right? And people weren't going to work from home forever. No, <laughs> you know? no. I think this kind of brings us to an interesting point. You know, sort of, what do you do when you don't have a product or a, a new a new aspect of your product to 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 push or promote in the media? And you know, I was watching CBS this morning, or CBS Mornings the other day, and I came across this video which we're about to show, which I was just like, it just sort of everything clicked for me in terms of this is the kind of stuff that you should really be doing right now. You were watching CBS this morning? <laughs> I was. You know, hey, I'm a big Gale fan. <laughs> big Gale fan. I used to love those shows, Paul. I used to love them. But like the Today Show, I mean, uh, George Stephanopoulos, was, he's got a morning show, right? You know? Uh, yeah, he's not good. On, on ABC, I think he is. Yeah. Or maybe. Who's ever doing these morning shows, right? It, it, it's been great. Like growing up doing that. Somewhere along the way. I did what like a lot of other people did and just got on the phone. But well, they stopped being newsy. Yeah, yeah, they're like format shows now, right? Yeah, variety shows. So, anyways, but they're but apparently millions of people still watch this stuff. Millions of people, including Paul Wilkie. (laughs) So let me play this clip for you guys. New data from the dating app Hinge reveals that three out of four singles around the world say they prefer to stay sober when dating. More than half of them say that they want to be in the, quote, right state of mind while getting to know someone. Mm. Logan Yuri is director of relationship science at Hinge, and she joins us now because relationships are not an art, but a science. Yes. Absolutely. What is going on here? Because I'm with Paul Rudd. Sometimes on that first date, you want to have a drink to loosen up a little bit. Be your best. <laughs> I, I totally get it. We all benefit from that liquid courage, but this is a big trend that's happening in all parts of the country and around the world where there's a shift away from drinking. We see that Gen Z is drinking less in general. They're drinking about 20% less than millennials were at the same age. Mm. And the pandemic helped us go deep. We got to know ourselves better. Now we want to get to know our dates better. And it's easier to do that without alcohol. You don't want to wait until the sixth date mm-hmm. to see if you like the person sober. First of all, I can't, it's another dating app I've never heard of as a married man for a very long time. <laughs> and yet, this is the kind of thing that continues to be able to generate coverage, right? There's there's human aspects, there's human aspects to some of these mainstream sites like CBS this morning that people always go for. It's dating, it's food, it's celebrities, right? <laughs> and the news, and people just eat this stuff up. Like I never heard of Hinge before, but kudos to Hinge for getting on CBS this morning where they can talk about it um, for themselves. I mean. I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's a big hit, and congrats to that PR team, because that was made-up news. I, I encourage everyone to watch this. It, it's four minutes long. Watch it beginning to end. 
And as I was watching this, you sort of, I, I, I was really excited because I've, I've long been a proponent of using, using your own, your company's data, using surveys, telling a story that doesn't necessarily push the product. It doesn't go, go on, you know, it's not, you know, not once does this, does, does um, Logan talk about the dating app, doesn't talk about like the number of people. She's just positioning them as we're the expert on dating. And if you do that, people are going to be like, oh, I'll try this app. They've got some interesting stuff in there. And they haven't, you know, it goes back to the sort of the, the, the dog bites man versus man bites dog story. You know, you think about dates, you think about, you know, meeting for drinks, having a couple of drinks, talk, getting to know each other. And what they're doing is they're telling, they're, they're, they're showcasing a trend that people, Gen Z's in particular, aren't, you know, aren't boozing it up on dates. It's talking to some more mainstream trends. And you try to tell clients like that all the time to get into mainstream conversations and have that. It's a little bit easier with a dating site. Although I've done it with security companies too, right? We've done mainstream data research, right? Which would you remember years ago that we did a, a survey um, about phone usage? Would you rather um, wake up with, um, with no food or your phone? Right. And you have these surveys and people always wanted their phone before they wanted their food. And th this is the kind of day that helps get brands into the news. Th th this was pretty good. I mean, like just even the opening sentence and you see the video, it's like it's branded. There's a bunch of people that are on the show, you know, to say that it's cool and they're excited to talk about it. But they prepared for this. Hins did. And it, even to the down to the title of, the, of their spokesperson, the director of relationship science. There is no director of relationship science except for one on TV. She's probably the director of marketing or something like that there. Well, director I, I believe we have a second person we need to invite to a future episode of The Embargo. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's and, her. And then we, we talk about sound bites a lot in PR. And um, she turned around this whole, they, they did their homework. You know, they talked about sobriety and dating and Gen X wanted to do that. But she also said, it takes a bit of liquid courage. Uh, sometimes we want that, but not necessarily to do it, right? So those are shorter ways of saying, I'm not going to be a drunk ass along the way, you know, poster <laughs> in a way that does that. So good job to them. I'm looking forward to seeing that whole, whole video. Survey data is great, but you've got to pair it with something that's relevant to either your brand or your company. They had the survey data, uh, and then they had some general trend stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've had a client over the years is we've got the survey data. We asked 45 of our clients this. It's like, you got to go deeper than 45. You've got to have thousands of people and it's got to show a true trend. If you're using survey data, you got to go deep with it. Well, I think you can go deep, but at the same time, PR has got to get their questions in there. A lot of times clients will go in there and like, hey, I got this user survey data. I want to understand it from a product and stuff like that. Can you publicize it? Well, it's going to help shape your product, but it's not necessarily going to shape the narrative. So let us ask some questions that will actually get you attention, right? Uh, instead of uh, like, I always reserve five questions for myself when I work with clients. Like, yes, you want to learn about customer data, how, whatever their buying cycle is, whatever feature that they want the most, whether it be this widget or that wadget, uh, or, or how you can improve the product. But give me five questions 
to tell your story, right? And in this case, the, the question about, you know, for Hinge was, you know, they want people to get on their platform and they're, they could have asked questions about, well, where did you download the app? What did you like about the app? They probably have all of, the, of, the, of that data, but these are the PR questions, the questions of, would you go on a date sober, right? You know, or do you prefer to do that? That's the one that gets you in the news, not necessarily anything else. Yeah. So before we land this plane, one of the things that, that caught my eye this week was a, was a particular tweet from, uh, from Michelle Garrett. Uh, who's a PR professional out there, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get her on the on the embargo very soon. But she, uh, I'm gonna put it up right now. It says, potential PR client who says we know this isn't a quick fix. Our expectations are that we have to stick with it for a while. It's speaking my love language. Speaking of love, that's great. Break that down for us. So there there are clients out there, and I am not going to name names. Who you know. Say you know what we've never done PR before. We want to we want to start working with an agency. Um, we are rolling something out. We're making an announcement next week. We want to get a ton of coverage. Help us do that. And the problem with that is, and as as you've said, as I've said, you know, for decades now, public relations is not a fire hose. It's not something you turn on and turn off. It takes time. It takes momentum. You've got to build up. You've got to build up uh, a wealth of news, a wealth of information. And, you know, I think one of the, the biggest things, best things any PR professional can do is manage expectations with their client. And what's so great about Michelle's tweet here is she's got a client that has reasonable expectations, which is refreshing. I like clients like that. <laughs> I love clients like that. It's not that, you know, we want a slow burn, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, PR getting 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 a good strategic PR strategy and campaigns off the ground it takes time it takes time it takes no. a few weeks I have a great example of that in February I was called in for a client in the enterprise space and they had some funding news and they were trying to get in a certain article and I said uh, into TechCrunch actually and TechCrunch was just not responding and they added, when they responded they said no. I mean, it was a legit story. TechCrunch probably should have covered it. And I don't know why I didn't cover it. And I said, hey, we got to expand this to other areas. Ended up giving them, I don't know, six to a dozen pieces of coverage for their funding announcement. And I stayed engaged with the client, but they only brought me in at the last minute. Like literally I was, the press release was written. Everything was done. They said, we needed your help on some media relations. I agreed to do it because it was a, a friend and a client who had it. As far as I can tell, it was a great success. I think, you know, there was the announcement was there. We, we achieved objectives of what we wanted to announce. Um, and I kept bringing them opportunities here and there because it was supposed to be just this little project that we did together. Uh, that was it. And then maybe they were going to go off and build some product and then maybe come back later. And I was bringing them some stuff here and there. And then the, the, the founder and I were, you know, we were cool, but we were never clear on each other's expectations. I was just trying to keep it going. Well, just the other day, I saw that they did another announcement and put out a press release. But there's no news coverage whatsoever. And what happened there was they did not let the success I had, you know, 
mature enough to where we where we could stick through this, stick with it for a while, right? To actually get them in the news. Like I had already developed a great runway of journalists and media interest and things like that and contacts along the way, but they decided to go a different route and invest in something else. And now I see their announcement come. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is a totally different person. I don't know who it was. And you know, they probably tried really hard. But I ha- I had on my side five people saying to me, come, we didn't cover it this time, but come back to me when they have another set of news. I would love to do a profile feature of them. They chose not to go with me. They don't get that because I had those relationships. I had no idea about it. I probably would have given. If I had an idea about it, I probably would have given it to the journalist that I told me about it, but I'm not working with them anymore. So you, you have to invest in this over time, right? And there aren't any quick fixes. That you, you take steps along the way to get this done. So kudos to Michelle. And Michelle, you know, if you're out there, she does this thing called PR Lunch Hour, uh, Freelance Chat. It's on Spaces, and I don't really play with Twitter Spaces, but we'd love to have you on the show. She, I've already reached out to her. She said yes. We just oh, got to find the time. So hopefully she will get back to us soon. We, so. we can't wait. So we've got so we got Michelle. Got to nail Kathy Ireland, though. We got to get her on the show. Yeah. Kathy Ireland. And we got we got to get Logan Yuri on here. <laughs> if, we, if we can get those three on here, that'll be a, that'll set. be a great few episodes. Yeah. Well, all right, Paul. I think we've done enough talk today. And I think we've gotten some nuggets for people that are listening. I want to wish you. Happy Fourth of July, freedom from England. Likewise, yeah. Happy Fourth of July. Hope you hope you and your family and 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 to to our, our viewers and listeners that you and your families have a great Fourth. Uh, don't hope you don't have to do too much pitching next next week, but uh, take advantage of the of of the slow week and uh, and and email call a journalist friend of yours. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, y'all take care. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Okay.